This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to the Mostly Harmless Podcast. Or at least you better be. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mostly Homeless Podcast. I'm your host, Dammit Damien. All right, buddies. Boy, do I got a fun-filled, exciting episode for you today because we sit down today with Darius from the Swinging Gutters in the Lagwagon Tour bus. And uh, maybe a couple of members of Lagwagon join in in the chat later on in the episode, buddies. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so I, I've been telling a lot of people lately that Mostly Harmless is a lot like a first date. And believe me, since I moved to Denver, I've been on my share of first dates. And, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes episodes go good. Because you want, you know, when you go out on a first date, you have the best intentions in the world. You want it to go well. You want to make a connection. You know what? You want to get a little kiss at the end of the night, right? You know, uh, the good thing about good dates or, or even bad dates is you got a good story to tell at the end of it. Mediocre dates, they're just kind of like, meh, blah, nothing. You know, we went out, it was all right. She was nice. She was cool. You might go out with them again. You might not. Um, you know, at least with a good date or a bad date, you got a good story to tell. And uh, today's episode's a lot like a date. A lot like all the other episodes, a lot like a date, because I've never met Darius before. We're just getting to know each other. Uh, there were some bad decisions on my behalf, whereas uh, I didn't have a good interview location planned out. Darius saved the day, chose the lag wagon tour bus. Um, and then, you know, you don't want to go out on a first date and have the young lady or, or young man's, uh, you know, friend sitting there watching, laughing, silently judging. But that's kind of what today's episode did. But you know what? We salvaged it, and it became one of the most memorable, fun episodes of this entire uh, show. And I'm glad for the way it happened. And I'm not talking shit about Darius or anything. Like I get really awkward when I have all these other people sitting around watching me doing interviews. Um, even though I've done interviews in front of 5,000 people. Well, no. 2,000 people was the Denver Comic Con thing I did. Anyway. Um, so... I've been attempting to interview both the Swing Others and Lagwagon, do two separate episodes for this one tour date. Um, Joey, I've just interviewed. He's a buddy of mine. I'm hanging out there. I'm trying to find Darius, um, texting Vanessa from Fat Records, trying to get some kind of uh, situation going where we can find, where we meet. And Joey, Joey shows up outside a Lagwagon bus, and I ignore him at first, not realizing who it is, just thinking it's a panhandler. He's like, hey, buddy, hey, what's going on? Holy shit, it's Joey. Well, I just interviewed Joey about two months ago, about one-week records, him, Chris Cresswell, and Brian Wallstrom. Uh, we all did an interview a few weeks back. And then I hung out with Joey at uh, Riot Fest Denver. We bonded. We became friends. So when he walks out of the bus and goes, hey, dude, what's going on? I'm like, holy shit, Joey Cape. He's my buddy. That's just bizarre. It's weird. Um, and I mentioned to him, I'm like, hey, I was trying to do an interview. He's like, yeah, I got the email. I don't really feel like it. I got to go inside the venue, handle some business. And then uh, I really just want to hang out and watch a movie. Fair enough. We'll do it again next time. Uh, we just did an interview. Let's, let's spread it out a little bit. Sprinkle a little uh, distance between the two interviews. Uh, so he goes in and he grabs Darius from me. And, uh, you know, it's a warm little winter night in Denver. I thought maybe we'd just do the interview in Alley or maybe the Swinging Utters bus. But Darius has the great idea of doing it in the lag wagon bus instead of the Swinging Utters van. I know I just said bus. I'm trying to correct myself. And then, you know, we go into this lag wagon bus and sitting there is Chris flipping. 
a.k.a. the big bitch and the bus driver. And they're watching, like, football, college football or something. I don't even know. And uh, we talk about moving somewhere else, and we ended up, of course, doing it there on the bus. And you're going to hear all this in a minute, but I like telling the story. Um, You know, so, so there I am. I'm chatting away with Darius and trying to have a real meaningful conversation with him and talk about his roots and his origins and his dreams and his kids, his aspirations, how much he hates his job. Just really trying to connect and have a real good, meaningful conversation. And then, yeah, you just got flipping, just sitting there smiling away. And it's just like, ooh, it just kind of takes you out of it, out of the moment. And uh, needless to say, there's good stuff. Listen back to it. I'm like, oh, man, it was cool. It was fun. But I wish I had, I wish I had chosen a better spot. But, but here's where it gets fun. Joey comes back on the bus. He's like, oh, I was going to watch a fucking movie. And he starts putting on uh, the new Planet of the Apes movie. He starts it, and he stops it, goes away, comes back. Flippin's still sitting there. Joe Rap... L- let me see if I can say his name right. Joe Rapiso, the bass player from Lagwagon, comes in and hangs out. And various crew members are in and out of the bus the whole time. And, you know, I'm just sitting there, you know, hanging out with Darius, trying to have this meaningful connecting conversation. And it's like a mediocre date with the girl's friends just sitting there watching. And nothing's really, like, connecting. Nothing's... Oh, and you're just like, ah. So I just say, fuck it, throw the cards away, invite Flippin and the crew into the uh, conversation. And next thing you know, we have one of the most memorable episodes of Most of Homeless Podcast. I'm super happy it happened. And uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But before we get to that interview, I got to thank my sponsor, Death Wish Coffee. Man, I, I'd had worked a solid nine hours before doing that interview. I'm hyped up on the stuff right now. Um, if it wasn't for their super caffeinated, dark roasted coffee, I wouldn't have been able to stand much less to do with the interview or stay for the show. Um, so thank you, Death Witch Coffee. Visit DeathWitchCoffee.com. Check out their stuff. Tell them Damien from Most of the Homeless Podcast sent you. I also got to su- send a huge shout-out to my buddy Nick DeFabio, a.k.a. the Ghost Free Hood, for providing this week's uh, episode artwork. You know, I'd forgotten to take a photo with the guys for the uh, profile photo for the website. Hit up Nick, and he was like, hell yeah, I'll do it. Sounds great. So please check out his comic strips at mysweetretch.com. I also have that link to that uh, mostly harmless podcast.com. So uh, here we go, buddies. We're going to have a really fun, exciting adventure today. Um, Joey, I'm sorry I ended up interviewing you after all, but uh, whatever, dude. We'll do it again next time, too. Um, let's go ahead and get into – let's go ahead and start this bad boy up. Let's play a track off of the newest – Swing and Utters record. This is the title track. It's called Fistful of Hollow, and it's out right now on Fat Records. Let's take a listen. Come inside, I can show you another room. Step aside, all the keys to an empty tomb. It's private and quiet. A talking respite for me and you. Give it up for the crowd you've got yourself for. Scare up the ghosts and get best on your scars and scores. Dizzy and batter, no more. 
hello, hello, hello. What's up, guys? How are you? Good. Good, good. How are you? Do you mind uh, sitting in, hanging out while I interview Darius here? No, it's fine. Nice, nice, nice. So we'll turn on the football game for it. Oh, it's fine. It's, it's good. It's turned up really Sorry to uh, interrupt your game and your hangout time. Feel no free to chime in if you want. Okay. I'd hit up uh, I'd hit up Vanessa about interviewing you guys, and uh, she's sitting at the Joey, and Joey's like, I don't feel like it. <laughs> but I, I just interviewed Joey a couple weeks ago about one-week records, and he was like, yeah, we just did it a couple weeks ago. Man, it's all right. It's all cool. And I was like, I'm going to talk to you guys. But it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Well, I just ran him to was like, I gotta go poop. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Folks, we're home. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm hanging out in the, I guess, the lag wagon bus. The lag wagon bus. Definitely not the spring and unders bus. Yeah. You guys are just in the uh, common line, right? Yeah. Jam the common line? Yep. Um, to Dodge. What? Yeah. Technically. GM. It's all GM, right? Yeah, right. Dodge. Dodge Chrysler. Dodge Chrysler, that's right. That's not GM. Chevy's GM. Nice, nice, nice. Um, So, yeah, so this is just like an internet radio show. It's a podcast. It's like Ryan. I just listened to an episode you did with Ryan. Um, And now Caper's in here, too. What's up, dude? Should we go hide somewhere else? We can. Yeah, I want to. Want to do that? Yeah, just because I want to steal their thumb. Yeah, I know. We'll go somewhere else. Um, yeah. You're that? Yeah. Or I guess we could do it. I don't know. It's up to you. We go hide in a. You mind if we do an interview in here? No. Let's keep one. Shut the fuck up. It's <laughs> 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 well, now. I'll just say some things that might annoy him and then I'll yeah. and then he'll like. Yeah. And then he'll chime in. Yeah, it'll be good. But yeah, so it's a lot like uh, Ryan's thing. He did, uh, like, what, two weeks ago? I didn't even know it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it was we, good. we keep chasing after the same guests. Awesome. It's fun. <coughs> so, anyways, Darius, Swing and Utters, how you doing tonight? Denver, killer game of foosball. Who were you playing against? Uh, I was playing against Johnny. Yeah, and you won. One against one. Yeah, yeah one against one. He won one, and I won one. Do you guys play a lot of games on the road? Um, no. Whenever we can. I mean, it's mostly pool in America, but in yeah. Europe, you get obsessed with darts. Darts a big one in pool. Occasionally, yeah. yeah. I uh, yeah. I toured with this band before Collins called Artless Nancy, and they uh, they're, they're, they're huge. they do really well in Germany and everywhere. They're like everywhere we go, it's fucking uh, darts, 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 and uh, I don't remember what else. So I, I got really good playing darts with those dudes in America because they played it. Darts are right. Yeah. What's your game of choice? Foosball, the kicker. Nice. But we don't. It's not. You know, it's everywhere in Europe, but it's not really here. It's just in sports bars here. It's good. It's good. What, having these guys watch us and okay. judge us. Yeah. Judge us every question I ask. <laughs> no, no. Painful judgment. No. Um. So I was reading. Uh, I played violin growing up. Oh, cool. I was not very good, but I played it from. Uh, about the same age as you, five to eighteen. Um, I can't read music worth a damn, and that's in the school system I was in. That's uh, it relied heavily on reading sheet music. I played by ear. They kind of looked down upon that in the Louisiana school system. Um, but you played violin. What brought you to violin? Why did you play violin growing up? My uncle played it, and I was five, and he asked me if I wanted to play it, and I said, "Yeah." yeah. So, 
But uh, yeah, stuck with it for a long time us, until it made me a little crazy and didn't want to do it anymore. I started playing because I thought it would. Uh, my school taught violin, but they didn't teach guitar. What are you doing? Is it snoring? Is it that boring? It's more not burping. Oh, I thought you farted. I thought it was snoring. Like the snoring sounds. But uh, so, would you pick up your first guitar? Maybe 16 or something like that. 15, 16. How'd you pick it up? Um, I wanted to stop playing classical music and start writing songs, basically. So I got a guitar and started writing songs immediately. And then all those years of playing classical music, that probably... Well, see, yeah, once I learned how to... I I took one guitar lesson because I wanted to just know how to, like, what the fuck do you do with this? How do you do this? How do you play this song? And then once I figured out bar chords and then cowboy chords and stuff I was like are you fucking kidding me it was really pretty easy compared to violin so um, not that it's right. necessarily easy but yeah. it's not like I'm a virtuoso or anything but it's easier to play than violin <clears throat> and then through that uh, probably learned a lot of musical theory just by playing classical stuff yeah I mean you just learn yeah you just learn how to I think if you can write songs like if you're just naturally a songwriter then I think if you have that much classical training then you're just gonna know how to write songs immediately I mean it was no it was it was not it was super easy for me because I'd had so much theory and I understood the music and I already knew that that's what I wanted to do and that's why I didn't want to play classical music anymore is because I wanted to be a songwriter so and that's not what you do when you're a violinist so how did you uh, pick out your first guitar not it was a horrible Yamaha. It was just cheap, whatever. It was horrible just guitar. Yeah, it wasn't like color green. You're like, oh, like it was that black. It's pretty ugly. Nice. Yeah, still have it. Had it wine more on it. Yeah, oh, nice. that was a terrible guitar. Terrible. You don't have it though. It even had like the fine tuners on the on the bridge <laughs> or whatever. It's a horrible guitar. It was really cheap. It was on sale with some practice amp for like you know I don't know. Yeah. Did it say Kramer on the headstock? Yeah, I wish it said Kramer on the headstock. It said Yamaha. <laughs> it was a bad guitar. Uh, so from there, from 16 years old, when did you join your first band? Filled in um, on bass for a while for my friend's band when I was maybe 18, and then joined the others when I was 19. So I've only I've only really been I haven't been in that many bands. I mean, not, they were pretty much my yeah. first band. We've been in a ton of side projects though. Yeah, since then, but yeah. yeah. Um, how many bands are you, have you been in? Any idea? Oh, it's not that many. Oh, that Yeah, I mean, The Utters, Philippine Bastards, Revolts. Uh, I think that's it. Utters, Philippine Bastards, Revolts. Three yeah. bands, I guess. And, and solo stuff. And solo stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's about it. Um, let's jump into the swinging Utters stuff. Um... What age? So you had kids. The band went slow down in the middle of like the big '90s push of everything. Mm-hmm. You guys slowed down. Was it a conscious choice to slow down? It was like, oh shit, I got a kid, I got to slow down. Uh, that was actually Johnny's choice. Yeah. Not to say that I'm a horrible parent or anything, but I didn't. I really didn't want to stop touring. I mean, I, I we we toned it down. We didn't do like seven or eight months out of the year anymore because you have kids. And yeah. We wanted to stay married and still know our kids, so um, we made the tours shorter and stuff. But uh, 
Johnny was really kind of burned out on touring and having kids kind of added to that. He's just like, I don't want to be around my kids, and touring is fucking is annoying to me, and like he was kind of over it. Um, and it made sense because I mean, you know, we'd be there for our kids and stuff like that. So, but I was kind of yearning to tour the whole time, and um, we finally sat down and talked about it and decided that we're ready to start up again. Nice. Uh, when did you have your first kid? How many kids? Ninety-eight. Have? I have two. Two, two yeah, boys. Ninety-eight. Uh, how scary was that? My first kid. Eh. Eh. Seven. You decide to have a kid, and you're terrified when it comes out that yeah. you're fucked. Oh, I've got friends that are nervous about the ending. Like, am I, I'm, am I going to screw this up? What's no, happen? no, I was never. No, I was never. I don't know. I made a conscious choice to have kids. So I mean, if I didn't think I could do it, then nice. that would have been a really bad choice. How old are those kids now? 16 and 13. Nice. What do they think of the music you're playing? They like it. They're oh. definitely into their own thing, but um, one of them, they both play music. Uh, one of them especially. Uh, they don't sit around listening to Swing and Utters. <laughs> but my younger one is just likes everything that Jack does. He loves women, army, and toy guitar, and anything that Jack's involved with. And they, and they all like the Gimme Gimme's because they love Spike. They hate Joey, but they love Spike. It's weird. <laughs> I can't imagine, can't imagine why. Um, so now you're a plumber. You've had how many jobs? Like I've had hundreds. In the no, in the probably like in the thirties or something. Yeah. You hate being a plumber, though. That's that's what I've got. Well, yeah, I fucking favorite. hate working. But yeah. I mean, being a plumber is a good trade. I mean, it's not whatever. I don't like crawling under houses. That yeah. sucks. I don't deal with shit. I'm not a service plumber, so I don't like clean up people's shit and sores and stuff like that. But it's all new construction and remodels and stuff, but I, I don't. I fucking hate crawling under houses that have like 14 inch crawl spaces. That sucks. So, yeah, I don't like that at all. Yeah. But, uh, I don't like working though. I don't really care. What, yeah. If I was a cashier at fucking Walgreens, I wouldn't like that either. So, I talked to some guys who are carpenters and I'm like, oh, I like building things and looking at it later. You know, you don't get any of that out of that? Yeah, I get some. some I, I, you know, sometimes it's alright, but. I would never want to do that. Like, if I was like independently wealthy or something, I wouldn't be like, I want to fucking do some plumbing today. Like, I don't think I do that that much. Maybe on my own house, maybe. So some of it, I I don't mind. It's all right. I like knowing how to do that stuff, and I like actually doing stuff around the house because I have an old house and there's always something to do. But um, the whole grind of having a job sucks. I hate work. Waking up at six thirty in the morning and whatever. but I think most people do. Yeah, everybody does. Um, what goes through your head when you're uh, plumbing? Do you write songs? Like an ordeal. I know. I know when I'm working in situations like that. I'll just the fucking the iPhone, the iPhone voice memo thing yeah. is like the greatest thing ever. How many songs on the new record were written that way? We're well, started that way. A lot. Yeah. Probably most of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just at work humming to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yourself, yeah. Um, Guys took eight years off, put out three records in almost three years. Finally got started again. Was there just what lit that well, fire under your ass? We never. Really it was mostly quit. a touring thing. We never yeah. quit, but it was mostly like we didn't release records because we weren't going to tour at all. So we were like, do we wanna, do you want to? Guys want to tour again? And we pretty much decided that we wanted to tour again, so we started partying again, becoming active again. Basically. <laughs> uh, what's it like to have so much output? Is it good for you creatively? Because I know you you. I, listening to you and Ryan, it was like you have hundreds of songs. 
Yeah, I got a lot. Is it good to get them back out there? Absolutely, yeah. Um, what is it like for you to record and create these things? That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Record, yeah, for sure. So the more the better. I mean, I want to keep going as much as we can as long as it's still good shit. We're not forcing it out, but we all have a lot of stuff usually. So I mean, we're not, you know, hopefully we'll get started again yeah, after the fun. next round of touring. Um, how has the return been in the last couple of years? Touring can get harder. Really hard. It's yeah. it's harder now that we're older. It's way harder yeah. for me physically. I just get tired more, way easier, and uh, I get sick almost every tour. I never used to get sick ever, but I every tour I get some kind of little cold or something. Yeah, it used to be. My, my dad used to brag. He's like, you never meet a sick alcoholic. Alcohol kills germs. No, it doesn't. No. Because I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, right? I know, germs. I know. You know what does, though? Smoking. Smoking. Because I don't smoke anymore. And when I smoked, I fucking never got sick. <laughs> ever. Quit smoking. I get sick more now than ever. And one guy that still smokes in our band never gets sick. Ever. He Maybe. never gets sick. I get sick every year we go to Europe. Every single year I get sick. Most everybody else gets sick. He never gets sick. There's something, something about it, man. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. If it's, if it's time I've never smoked, maybe it's time I start. Good 33. Good coating of the lungs. Yeah. Uh, so what's what's the band reaction been to you guys coming back after taking some time off? I know I, I worked at the Black Sheep in Colorado Springs, and I know that uh, they've been some uh, well, that that town, that scene in itself, it's, it's, kind of, it's it's a hard, it's yeah. a hard town. That's why I'm in Denver now. Uh, but has it been overall pretty good in these little yeah, totally markets? Yeah, yeah, it's been great. And then now you're out with uh, these wonderful guys, Lagwagon, which has been amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's is it? What's it like going from like doing all these headlining tours to sitting back, relaxing, doing the uh, supporting? It's cool. I, it's, yeah. it's like. A little easier because you don't have to play as much. Yeah. <laughs> there's no um, stress. I, I take it. It's not no as money. much stress. Yeah. Um, this kind of benefits to, you know what I mean, to both. But it's kind of nice not doing headlining tours sometimes. Every once in a while, supporting it's kind of nice. Especially if it's a band you like, though. If it's not, I mean, because we've done not naming any names, but yeah, like, right. we haven't had horrible experiences. But I don't, I don't really like supporting bands that I don't really respect a lot you know what I mean it's cool I'll do it or whatever but I mean you know, I try not to because yeah. I mean just because he's here you it's almost demeaning you know what I mean yeah. um, do you remember the first time you met these guys I'm sure you guys have known each other I don't remember the first time we met but really? it's, it was no I don't I don't remember why or how but it was I'm sure it, it's probably at a show it's because we're on the same label but it was sometime in the mid 90s I where that was I have no idea nice, nice. it could have been at a party I don't know because we all kind of had mutual friends and stuff in the city and probably drinking as well. No, I don't no? think so. No, we're totally sober. Oh. What's funny? Yeah. It was probably like a Taco Bell, like in the <laughs> afternoon. Do you remember your first beer? <laughs> My first beer? Yeah. Do you remember your first beer you ever had? I remember the first sip of the first yeah. beer I had. I was like five or something, but it was awful. It was the most horrendous thing I ever tasted in my life. But no, my actual first beer? No. Yeah, don't remember. The first time I got drunk was on champagne at some family gathering when I was you know, way too young to drink champagne. But it wasn't as disgusting as beer. Yeah. I was one of those weird 90s straight-edge kids that uh, 
stayed sober till like 22. That's terrible. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I was an angry piece of shit, ball of rage, and now I'm like laid back, flat. Yeah, I never had the straight edge problem. Yeah. For me, it was all about the straight rebellion. edge problem. Yeah. It's Let's talk about the straight edge problem. I don't know about straight edge. <laughs> when was your first beer? I think I was five on my dad's lap. Oh, nice. And we were driving a Ford Panel van. Right? Smoking like a joint. <laughs> oh, you totally Zeppelin. A little thought it was the grossest thing. Totally. His friends were laughing. Yeah, I was about the same age, but it was because he, he his friend just came over, he poured these two like mugs, like seventies style fucking like cores in a mug. And it looked so amazing to me, like just fucking frothy and freezing cold and I was like, that looks amazing. And they left the room and I took a sip and it was just like so fucking awful tasting. Well they made me take a drink like I'm sure if it wasn't oh, so they wrong, the they would have probably got me to hit the joint too. But you know, <laughs> like let let little fucker drive, yeah, give a sip. And I tried the cigarette thing too. Maybe a little oh. two years later, maybe yeah. in the garage, my dad smoked Carlton's. Chain smoked Carlton's. Remember Carlton's? Yeah. Ugh, that wasn't a good experience wasn't either. That the ad with the what was the ad that they had with the black eye? I don't even know, man. I just remember it was like a white and red kind of. White pack, I think it had a red and yeah, orange stripe or something on it. Chain smoked Carlton's and drank cores all day. He was a he was an architect, so he just draw drew plans all day. So he'd watch Dick Cavett and fucking draw plans, smoke cigarettes. One one smoking, one under his, behind his ear, and then one unlit in the ashtray. So oh, he was wow. just always fucking smoking. Fucking always smoking. Yeah, those are good times, man. I love <laughs> the 70s. I miss the seventies. Is he still around? Yeah, yeah he, quit. he quit years ago, nice. thirty something years ago. But yeah, he's still around. And then that's about the time you start. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I quit five years ago. Yeah, but yeah, it's good shit. I love it. What else do we want to talk about now? We've got all these guys in here. Right? Sorry, sorry to interrupt you guys' uh, space. So feel free to chime in. Shadow. Watch the movie after the show. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We can we can watch it all together. I haven't so seen it. Joey has a pre-show ritual. <laughs> he likes a movie. Huh? History Science Three Thousand. And then he, and then he can get loud. I know. I know. I, know. Yeah. I hope so. And then he can get really loud and make much noise, and then he gets like mellow. Yeah. Ah, uh, do 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 do. Where did we go from here? I'm not used to having this kind of intimate audience while I interview somebody. It kind of makes me nervous. Yeah, judgy. I know. I know. Like, so, what's your drink of choice now that you're not straight edge anymore? Uh, now that I'm not straight edge, I, you know, Pabst Blue Ribbon yeah. is really? a good one. Yeah, it's like a hipster beer. I know, I know. but uh, I, I like Miller High Life a lot because it looks cool. Well, yeah. it's it's because it's the shittiest beer that you can yeah, get. Yeah, but there's no, dude. There's no, there's shitty. Olympia's worse. Olympia's yeah. awful. There's, I mean, if you want to get shit, like you get yeah. liquor. You can get that uh, reserve two eleven or whatever that is. Miller High Life Steel Reserve. Ice cold. Yeah, I love Steel. Well, okay. oh god, I no. There's so in my bad in my younger days, days Steel Reserve was a fun drink because it's nationally available. It was so bad. What, 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 I remember when Insane Eyes came out. It was like ninety nine cent. We're like, oh, this is great. It's like, really? Oh, it's so bad. Oh yeah, that's right. Like old English eight hundred. So terrible. Right? Like if we're talking shitty beers, let's get let's get deep. Yeah. Steel Reserve, Crazy Horse. You yeah. ever try that one? Yeah. Crazy Drink. Horse. There was an oh fuck, what was it? Saint Ives. No, oh, no Saint Ives was okay. Saint Ives was uh, gnarly. It was way better. Old English is amazing. 
Schlitz was pretty amazing. Right? Uh, you remember Laser? Laser was a good one. Meister Brown, yeah. Milwaukee's best. Lucky Lager. Lucky Lager. Lucky Lager. Olympia. I used to be able to get. Lucky Lager is the worst beer that was ever made. You used to be able to get Lucky Lager in fucking those plastic 12. milk cartons. No, 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 in Safeway in Santa Cruz, they used uh, to load up the milk cartons, and it used to be like a price, like ten dollars. But they all the little little lucky bottles that they could fit in a milk carton. Just drink those all the time. Do you remember the amazing. little stubby bottles? Yeah, and, and then yes. they'd have the little like uh, game on the yeah, back. That's of what we're yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they would put them in a milk carton. What about so Mickey's? Save the bottles. Mickey's was yeah. fucking horrible. Mickey's big mouth. Horrifying. <laughs> Oh. And they had a big mouth. I knew oh, people would love those. So you could try to. Yeah, the good thing about those. The good what thing about, about those, though, is if you were driving and you had to piss and you couldn't pull over. Dude, what about you had Cisco? Boone's Farm. Yeah, fucking Night Train, <laughs> Thunderbird, Wild Irish Road, you, Rose. You try all that shit. Oh, Man, like no. chemicals. Like it's not even. MD twenty twenty. What is that stuff? Bad, bad dog 2020. Mad Dog? The Mad Dog 2020, yeah. The uh, Kiwi? What was the one that we had that rhyme for in, in the old days? In Cito, we had that rhyme for that drink. We go, there was this, this like. Was it Thunderbird? Yeah. What's the price? Yeah, no, what's the word? Thunderbird. Bird. Who what's drinks it most? White kids on the West Coast. Uh, what's who the likes price? It best? And then there was something that. That's my I, dream I always my remember answer. what. What's the price? Dollar twice. <laughs> Thunderbird, man. Thunderbird was my 18th birthday party. That was my drink, Thunderbird. Just because it was whatever. It was just like... Because <laughs> we're fucking not having money, I guess. There was like a river not mouth, it but it was good. a creek or, or a, a, it was a concrete, you know, like creek that went out in the water, like a runoff. Thing. So it's Radis' podcast is totally went sideways now. <laughs> no, no, this is great. This is probably the best episode. This is the best way it could have gone. We don't want to get too deep or serious. Uh, so what are you guys drinking now? I mean, not like right now in this minute, but Jameson, I mean, what's, what's good? Thunderbird night. Thunderbird? Yeah. Nothing's Which, changed. Bought that Cisco. Malt yeah. liquor. Bartles and Jans. Malt liquor and still reserve? No, Joe drinks these. This is malt liquor. He calls them bitch pops. It's malt liquor. It's <laughs> Mike's hard liquor. It's, ma- it's, it's like basically a malt liquor Kool Aid. <laughs> They're tasting that. That, that was actually seven-year-old girls. <laughs> Mike's was my gateway into drinking when I was twenty-two and like still straight edge. Yes. Really? So sit on, sip on a Mike. Did anybody oh, rape you? No. Uh, and there was also the Sublime version of the Mike's Hard Lemonade. If you remember that one, I don't know. I don't know where Sublime. You mean the band Sublime? I. Now he needs the sublime version. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, like lime, but not really. It, it, it may not have been official, but it was sublime, and it had like the uh, sublime esque artwork, and it was like a hard lemonade, apple cider thing. And that was like I think I probably, probably the first uh, alcoholic I beverage I had. I believe they tried to market that. Yeah. If you um, had one, I'd drink it right now. Dude, I, I haven't seen it in probably 10, 12 years. I mean, this was like nine. 2000 something Louisiana Well are you drinking oh, no. now Do you want to try this Sure <laughs> I mean if you're offering I'll, I'll enjoy it I'll just keep interrupting Joey's movie here Sorry dude But there's no going back Nice Hell yeah Oh my god Sorry 
Uh, what else do you want to talk about, Darius? What other vices do we want to admire while we're here? <laughs> hanging out? Mm-hmm. None. None of, none. Oh, it just got quiet. We'll just talk about the legal ones. Did you guys get into anything Where's today? Hanging out? Might have to go inside. Yeah. I think we're out of water. We should be some of the bays. Do it with whiskey. Or you can brush your teeth with whiskey. Brush your teeth with the tap water. Let's go. It's a clump soda. What do you think? It's, gay. it's great. Gay enough for you? Oh, I love it. It's great. It's amazing. Here's to get, here's to get <laughs> white girl drunk. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Um, so Darius, traveling with these guys, it seems, is it always this much fun or is it just because I'm in here recording? It's usually really miserable and I'm really glad you're here because nice. you're really kind of fucking, you're making it bearable. Ah. That sounds like sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's been really good. It's been super fun. The, so the last three years of hitting it hard again, you feel good about things? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what's been, no, nah, that's a bullshit dumb question. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else to go. These guys have derailed me. Um, you're working on a solo record. Recorded in August. The solo record is done, just being mixed. And it's going to be out sometime in April. I'm not sure about their date. I, sometime in April, in fact. And you're going to uh, tour on that one, maybe? It's, it's, I, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything set up yet. I'm going to have some shows around the release. And then as far as tour I'm not sure because the udders are going to get pretty busy in late April until the end of the year so I'm going to find some pockets where we're not doing stuff and try to hop on somebody's something do some opening can you play an opening act could you do a double bill is that too much I don't know that's a lot I don't know if it'd be I don't know if it'd be that good of a bill I mean I could do it but it's like I don't don't know that Swinging Udders fans would necessarily want to see my weird mellow shit live before you know what I mean Lagwagon fans watch Joey's mellow uh, excellence. Yeah, but they're but we're not, not sort of like I do like half a song. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that'd be good. And I did. Uh, there was that one tour. I did. Like, I did like a Tony song, but yeah, I've never actually played a set before the band because it seem kind of weird. Well, it does. You're the singer though, too. That's kind of even weirder. Hey, hey, it's a little right? too Bon Jovi for me. I right? Don't quite get into <laughs> yeah. it. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. all. That's totally Like, I, I actually feel dangerous, <laughs> dangerously awkward, like, you know, close to yeah. that that sort of awkward, stupid kind of rock star stuff when I come out for that last song. And I know I only, no, I know I'm going to play one minute. That's fine, though. That's not and, and it's a nice little way to talk to the crowd. But when I do it every night, there's a moment that I know, I know at least 20% of the audience is like, really? <laughs> yeah. It has to be happening because that's what I would do. Yeah, I mean, we don't even do the acoustic stuff within our set anymore. We used to bust out the accordion stuff. A lot of people are like, oh, where's accordions? But Johnny was super opposed to it after a while because he said it just kind of went after that. Because, I mean, we're a punk band. You know what I mean? And there's like a pit, and everybody And then all of a sudden, like, you know what I mean? Like, acoustic, yeah. sensitive, whatever. Which I love doing that, but I got his point. I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right. It never really picked back up after we got that little, yeah. you know what I mean? Because we're not yeah. fucking, I don't know, name a band. I don't know, because we're not bigger. Like Bon Jovi. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not Bon Jovi. Yeah, there you go. 
Um, Cause they can do some rocking and get sensitive and do more rocking. They're the Joey man. We're called maybe like flogging Joey. Joey. There you go. <laughs> That's a really good flogging Joey. Flogging Bon Joey. Swinging Molly. Bon Joey. I think it, it, a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're just that that kind of you know Irish folk stuff seems like it got a little oversaturated over the last yeah, 10 years. Yeah, but see, it's, which yeah, is sad it did, because completely, so many of the bands are really Completely, bad. But, but, but our shit was, at least my stuff, was fucking never Irish anything. Not remotely but, Irish. The only thing I could say that rubbed off of me was the Pogues. But other than that, so not even Irish at all. There's nothing Irish about any of that shit. But we're a punk band, so there was a certain point in the 90s where people started saying if you have an accordion anywhere in any song and you have acoustic guitars you're, you're doing Irish music oh, yeah. it's like, are you fucking kidding me like how is this song Irish <laughs> what's Irish about this song yeah, except for the fact that I'm singing like it no I mean <laughs> I mean understand it well, but I did get oversaturated I think that's why people thought that because you sang like yeah. that <laughs> you did that but that's actually why I personally was didn't want to do that anymore it's because it got so fucking oversaturated that's yeah. and I got I didn't want to and you know Dropkick Murphys are really good friends of ours, but it's no. like I don't. That's not we don't do. That's not what we do. Right, we don't yeah. do that. And we were starting to. I, I thought that we're you know people was kind of been lumped into those bands. I don't fucking we don't do that, man. I don't right. do that. Yeah. You're just a good street punk band. Sure. Right? Is, yeah. that, is that about right? That's fine. I don't, know. I don't care how to uh, fucking all those labels are just weird. Yeah. Just whatever. Punk rock. There it's you fine. go. Smoking Otters are a punk rock band with really great pop sensibility and. Amazing songs. Hey, and that's coming from fucking Joey K. And I play, <laughs> and I play part of our acoustic, so I know, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, see, and, and I got you on here, even though you didn't feel like talking to me. Now I got you on. Well, here. that's it. That's all you're gonna. Get. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. Well, <clears throat> uh, so uh, real quick, uh, we'll wrap this up. And since I got some of you guys sitting here still. Um, Lagwagon took some time off. Swing Nutters took some time off. Lots of bands take time off or break up and then come back and have bigger, better shows than they ever did before. Have you guys seen that trend? Has that been a positive thing for you guys? Should more bands take breaks or uh, just keep plugging away? My band didn't really take a break. Yeah. It just appeared that we took a break. Kind of because, because we kept touring. You know, we, we worked every year that the bands existed. Uh... We've done at least a tour, two, three tours, and most years, like, a lot of touring. I think the reason it appears that way is when you don't make a record for a right. certain amount of time, and you don't tour the States that often, because the States are, you know, you got to kind of wait a while, people here. If you tour every year in the States, it's sort of a recipe for disaster, yeah. you know, for your career, I think. Well, like, tonight's show is going to sell out if it hasn't already. Um... Yeah, and if you're like, I mean, well, there are bands that come through every every six months, and then you see the numbers dwindle more and more and more. So, um, yeah, everything's fine. And I mean, we don't. Road manager. Oh, nice. She's like, okay. Oh, I, I can. Leave. We're good, Kathy. Love you. They were definitely more active than we were all yeah. those years touring wise, um, but we were both pretty much equally not releasing shit. Um, but. uh but we did a lot of West Coast stuff. We were, but then it got really old after a while. Like, let's play L.A. again. I mean, we didn't do much of anything. 
So we were always either like, do we really want to do this forever, or do you want to just like actually tour again? So, okay. Whatever, it's good. Well, uh, that's a, that's a good place to do it. You guys are stoked about the rest of the tour. This has been what? This oh. is it. This is the last show tonight. Sure. What? After that's a month and a half, almost like almost six weeks. Yeah. Damn, I got here too late. Well, I'm stoked that you guys filmed like a mini documentary in what? Canada. I saw yeah. the little trailer for it. Half-ass paid attention to. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'll leave you guys be to watch what Dawn of the Planet, Dawn of the Rise of the, Dawn of the Rise of the <laughs> Planet of the Apes. Dawn of the Rise of the Eve of the Night of the Revenge of the of the Living Apes. Yes. Yeah. Well, Darius, it was a pleasure <coughs> chatting with you. Joe, Thanks, it was man. Good to see you again. Thanks for. Always. Uh, sorry, I roped you into this after all. Oh no. Yeah. If I'm sitting near a conversation, you can't stop me. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, it was a pleasure, guys. Uh, do this again soon. Maybe more structure. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, buddies. Darius, thank you so much for hanging out and making this happen. Uh, special thanks to Chris Flippin, Joey Cape, and Joe. Uh, God, how do I say this last name? I'm going to butcher it. Raposo. Joe Raposo from Lagwagon and uh, the various crew members uh, whose names I did not get for hanging out, chatting, being a part of this interview. Super special thanks, as always, to Vanessa from Fat Records for uh, being one of the best PR people in the business. Um, she's helped me craft some of the most memorable episodes of Mostly Harmless. Um, seriously, so easy to work with. Such a dream to uh, talk to. Uh, always one of my favorite people. Uh, super thanks to Nick DeFabio for the great episode. Uh, photo over at mostlyharmlesspodcast.com make sure you follow him ghost free hood on instagram and uh, check out his strips at mysweetretch.com and uh and special thanks to you guys for listening i i couldn't do this little show without you guys this is the last show of 2014 uh it's been a huge year for me i can't believe all the things i've gotten to do and we've got some even bigger and better things planned for 2015 um so uh make sure you check out mostlyharmlesspodcast.com subscribe on itunes like us on facebook Twitter, Instagram, yada, yada, yada. You know the drill. You know the drill, buddies, by this point, you know? Um, and again, thank you. Couldn't do this Couldn't do this at all without you. Um, so I've rambled on long enough, I believe, for this episode. Oh, if you're looking for a really good interview with Darius, please check out anxiousandangry.com. That's Ryan Young from Off Their Heads podcast. He's got a really good episode with uh, Darius up there that um, might be a little bit better than mine. You know what? Anyway, I've... Uh, rambled way too long for today's episode let's go ahead and get into these ending tracks we're going to end this with agonist from fistful of hollow and then we're going to follow it up a little lag wagon track which is rain from the newest record hang so uh thank you buddies hope you have a merry christmas happy new year we'll see you in 2015 see you in the funny pages right now woo Sent away everyone and everything, and that alone was I to bring my one and only offering. Two old tables and none of your open house. See the boys with all their smiling spouts. Kindness and friends made a distortion. Just a little pathetic erosion. Average, agonist, avarice, catalyst. If I was without pleasantries. 
Fate is bound to innovation, not theory or fiction.